0: All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fresh Off the Set. I'm Brooke Mangum. And I'm Sarah Jenkins. Welcome, guys.
1: We are back. We're here doing our weekly podcast. We've done quite a few so far, but I'm really excited for this episode.
0: And if you're still here, thank you so much for (laughs) listening, everybody, because this is a really special episode. One that hits near and dear to both of our hearts. We are both working professionals and we're both also mothers.
1: Which I think our being a mother is... The hardest job in the world it,
0: it really is you know what and uh, I didn't know this and I remember th- hearing that and obviously looking at your mother and being like she's amazing it is the hardest job And then when it actually starts happening to you, you're like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. And how do all these women do it with all of these, this grace. And I'm over here and I'm a hot mess and Rome is burning constantly, but (laughs) it's just a beautiful thing to see people really in their element and thriving. And that's what our our guest is going to be telling us all about is Dr. Julie Hanks. She is a woman empowerment specialist. She's an incredible person and she's going to be talking about that balance between being a mom and being uh, in the workforce, and it's it's so hard. I know you've experienced it. It it
1: is, that elusive balance that I feel like does get talked about, but probably not enough. And so many people, I think that her words are going to resonate with them as moms, or even if you're not a mom, just kind of that balance, work-life balance, because, you know, I think we're fortunate enough to both have this job that we love every day. We have so much fun, but there's inevitably that guilt, you know. Thank you. That's exactly what I was
0: going to say. I would say the (laughs) biggest thing that I learned about being a mom is it entitled? A lot of guilt comes with it, and mm-hmm. and it shouldn't because you are trying. You're just. We're all just trying to do our best, right? That's yes. at the end of the day. You're trying to show up for your coworkers. You're trying to show up for yourself and be empowered in your career. But th- you also created a human, and it's your responsibility. It's to a big lo- deal. <laughs> and you love <laughs> them, and you want to care for them. That's the thing that I always notice now. It's like I'm constantly feeling guilty if I'm at work. I'm feeling guilty for not being with her, and if I'm with her, I'm feeling bad for the things that I didn't do for other people. Absolutely. And it within all of that, what about taking time for yourself? Like, yes. And that's there's another problem.
1: Self-care and then the layers, you know, of that guilt, like you mentioned, part of you, especially as a mom of girls, like I know that as they grow up, I'm going to want to be a model for them to be yes. strong and empowered and show them, you know, that I'm working and pursuing a career I love, but also you want to give them that time and you want them to know you. You don't want to have been gone up so much that, right. you know, you feel absent. So I think that our guest, she's really going to break it down. And she has so much good insight about all of this. Well, so. uh,
0: we obviously have a lot of questions. Yes. That's where I'm at. We need <laughs> all of the help. That's, that's all of the it. help
1: that's very well put exactly I'm going to be taking notes so yes we all great. need
0: this this is a great episode for anybody and I would say also for you fellows out there you you it's not just about women oh, struggling yeah. with this guilt and things like that so this I is know. a good episode for everybody so Definitely. Dr. Julie Hanks save us from ourselves please help <laughs> us take it away take it away
2: I'm Carrie Hawker-Diaz, and I am so excited to introduce to you our guest of the day for our Fresh Living Podcast. This is Julie Hanks. She is Dr. Julie Hanks, a psychotherapist. Julie, thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. We are so excited to have you here. Now, when I hear psychotherapist, I I don't know exactly what that is. Tell me what (laughs) that is, if people are wondering.
3: Just think therapist, counselor. uh, Best friend. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, really. So just uh, talk therapy is basically what I... What I do talk so. therapy, yeah. okay. Yeah. And
2: you were—I was looking up your profile on Instagram, which you have an amazing page, and you're such a great advocate for women. Tell us a little bit about you and your background and why you wanted
3: to get into all of this. Yeah. So I went—I started going to therapy when I was 14. I went through a really difficult time, and my parents said, "Do you want to go talk to somebody?" And I said, "Yeah, you guys can't help me. That's for sure." Yeah. And um, and so that really opened up this world for me of intangibles and of thoughts and feelings and being aware of what was going on in my inner world. And I wanted to offer that to people. As I grew up, I just, I love relationships. I love uh, humans. I think we're fascinating. Mm -hmm. And so I went into uh, study psychology and then got a master's in social work and then a PhD in marriage and family therapy. Look, and now you're here. And And now now I'm here. Yes. Yes.
2: Okay, let's start with how can we as women and mothers, if, if you know some of you out there are moms how can we better advocate for our own needs within our own families because i feel like it's hard to speak up sometimes it is
3: i think we need to back up just a little bit so many women i've worked with don't even know what their needs are oh and so we need to first identify what our needs are and what our wants are because our wants and needs matter So first is identify what that is. Um, That's a good point because sometimes we get caught up in just daily life and we forget Mm -hmm. what we want. Right, or we just haven't asked ourselves. We've asked maybe our partner or our children or friends, like, oh, well, what do you want to do? What do you? And so we're socialized to be sensitive to the needs of others, which is so great. And I'm really grateful for that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we take that to an extreme where we forget about ourselves. So how we can advocate for ourselves is, I call it including yourself in your circle of care. So we all have a circle of care, this circle around the people that we love, and we need to include ourselves in that. So the, the mindset that my needs and my wants are just as important as the people in my circle of care that I love. And so how mm-hmm. can we balance supporting them and asking for support? For my needs and wants.
2: Yeah, when sometimes it's hard to do that. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of us have a difficult time.
3: Do you do you see that more often than not? I do. I do. There's this um, idealization of like self sacrifice when it comes to motherhood in particular, Uh, and that's not helpful because what happens is people over sacrifice and don't protect. Their needs and wants, and mm-hmm. then they end up in therapy, depressed, sick, physically ill. What you know, so there there's a cost to uh, self neglect. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's not just about us, and it's not just about other people. It's about that interplay between us and other people and, sure. h- and balancing those needs and wants.
2: Sure. I often think about when you're on an airplane and they say you put the oxygen <laughs> mask on you first because yes. if not,
3: you're no good to anybody else. It's kind of like that, right? Exactly. And I often will ask women, would you do that for your husband or your child? Mm-hmm. And So if it's like, well, I, you know, I want to, I really need a day off. Well, would you give your husband or your child a day off? Yes, of course. Why won't you take one? Yeah. So just it, that's a good question to kind of check ourselves. Like are we putting ourselves below other people's needs and wants? And I know if you have an infant or a small child, like there are pressing needs, feeding, you know, <laughs> diaper changes, just things they need like to that. live. But, right. The, yes. Keeping them alive is just, you know, a small priority. <laughs> just a little um, bit. Yeah, but but it's okay for older kids to wait or to ask them to support you sometimes. Yeah, that's a,
2: that's a really good point. Is there sometimes an uneven balance in families that you see, whether it's like husband-wife, partner-to-partner, mother-child, mm-hmm. father-child,
3: mm-hmm. there could be that uneven balance? Yeah, so traditional family structure is set up so the woman is the support for the husband and the children. And what happens if if that's not um, shifted at all is that it's always about the husband or the children or the, or the the wife and the children um, mm-hmm. in LGBTQ relationships. Sure. So it, you have to look at that and think, okay, what are my needs and how can I ask for support as well? Yeah. When I was working on my PhD, I remember telling my, my kids, okay, when the door is shut, you cannot... You know, go to dad, do not interrupt me. I'm working on something, and it's really important. No kids allowed. Right, and that sends the message like, oh, my mom is doing something that's important too, and I can go to my other parent, if there is one, for for help, or I can figure it out myself. Yeah. Yeah. Setting boundaries, Mm -hmm.
2: setting boundaries that are simple. Um, Sometimes as moms, we think we have to always put other people's needs above our own, like we were just mentioning. Mm -hmm. And why do you think we do that? Why do you think that that's always, you know, we're giving, giving, giving. And and I know, especially with little babies, like we were just saying, it's kind of necessary. But um,
3: what's your opinion on that? Well, we have defined motherhood in a totally unrealistic way. And part of that we mentioned earlier is self-sacrifice. That, and, and any kind of uh, relationship requires sacrifice, but not complete sacrifice. Mm. Too often women will give or let go of or give away the things that make them unique and make them have a self. I remember speaking to a group of women, and um, a woman raised her hand and she said, oh, my goodness, I just realized my kids don't know that I'm a painter. They've wow. never seen me paint. Wow. Because since I had children, I stopped painting. And it's like, oh, they need to see you paint because that gives your children permission to continue to do what they love and develop their talents and express themselves fully as as adults. Oh, that's such a good point where it's a good example to them mm-hmm. where you have you have you have what you love too. And it also helps you maintain the things that make you unique and, and you as a self matter, like outside of your relationships, you matter. I
2: Just love that. Just as an
3: individual. You matter. <laughs> yeah. Let's all remember that. We need to be
2: better of that with ourselves. Yeah. And we, we matter. Um, when it comes to speaking of like husbands and wives or partners and, um, is there an uneven balance of power
3: between your spouse? Or you know whoever you're living with your partner. Yeah, there can be. Um, often it's there's like a one up and one down. Like whose whose needs are prioritized more, who mm-hmm. has more control, and it's in some ways it's easier that way because there's there's kind of a leader and a follower. But it's not the best dynamic for relationships. It's really not um, that tension of kind of figuring out okay. Whose needs are we going to prioritize today, or how can we support each other so it's mutual? That's really the recipe for long-term relationship success. So just evenly
2: having the power, yeah. it works a lot better in the long run.
3: Yeah, and it, it also goes in phases. So say your w- one partner is going, you know, is in grad school or is is working um, an insane amount of hours during mm-hmm. busy season. It kind of ebbs and flows, but it can't always be lopsided or resentment creeps into the spouse who doesn't have the support and then that creates a whole other set of problems personally and in the relationship to so just make sure each other you're both heard you're and both you're, heard you both matter
2: yeah yeah yep. exactly what we were saying how can we as women treat ourselves as equal members how do we get to that point maybe if we're feeling that we're not being treated as equal mm-hmm. that
3: might be an awkward conversation to have how do we approach that i think you can just be straightforward and say family i don't feel supported by you and I do so much to support you. This is what I need from you. Mm. And, and lay it out and, and ask for that support. I love that. And part of that is letting go of feeling like you have to do everything for the family and in the household. There's kind of this expectation that, that parenting means housekeeping. And it, those are separate things. Parenting is about the relationship. Housekeeping is about chores. Those are separate so you don't you don't have to do everything in the house, right? Right. I
2: once heard a conversation of somebody um, saying, "Well, if you're a stay at home mom, then of course you should have the house clean and the laundry done and the dishes done by the time I get home." This is a conversation yeah. I overheard, and I thought, "Wow, um, that is I don't know how to explain how I felt about that, but it's so unrealistic because when you're taking care of children and you know that's that's your priority, it's it's a full time job." Mm. And all of those other things, can you imagine be expect have someone to expect that of you? That's tough.
3: Right. Right. Because it's those separate. are two separate jobs. Yeah. And we often collapse them as a as a, for stay at home parents. Yeah. And I say, you know, if there's one parent staying home and there's one parent who's employed for pay, they both have full time jobs. And so when they're both home together, they both split whatever needs to be done fifty fifty. No. So that's a good way to do it. When everyone's home
2: at night, maybe the, the, the rest of the chores are kind of split 50-50. Mm-hmm. Um, why is it so important to treat ourselves? I mean, it's kind of obvious that it's important to treat ourselves equally. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it's important? Talking about in, our, like, our family life.
3: Part of it is because everyone deserves respect and appreciation and support. As individuals within a family, and we're not an exception just because we're female.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: we're <laughs> it's like everybody deserves that, right? Right. And, and we mentioned earlier, it's, I often will think, how do I want my daughters to grow up and feel or be or do? And so when, when I was a, a young adult, I thought, I need to figure out how to have a life where my daughters are excited to grow up. And like, oh, I get to be a woman. I get to do all these fun things. I get to have great relationships. I, you know. Where they're not dreading it. <laughs> right. Like, oh. You know. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's just all about everybody else. And I have to just let let go of anything that matters to me. It's like, I don't want that for my girls. No. You want
2: to be. And I think setting an example.
3: Do you, mm-hmm. do you think setting an example for our kids is so
2: important too? Because that's kind of what they see. They might not listen to us sometimes. But they see what we do and how we treat ourselves. And how we treat ourselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so important. What are you mostly getting with your sessions from people? The questions, are you hearing... Are you hearing moms just reaching out saying, look, I can't, I can't be expected to do all of this, and I don't know how to say it?
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I hear that on social media all the time. And I talk a lot about partnership families and partnership marriage, where it's about partnership instead of, you know, one up, one down. One, one does all the support. The other gets all the support. That doesn't work. So how can you come together and work in partnership? And this requires really hard conversations, like to sit down with your partner and say, look, I'm feeling taken advantage of. I'm feeling sad that I don't have support from you. Or I, I sense that my life's not as important to you as your life is to me. We need to figure something out here. Mm-hmm. Or I'm overwhelmed with the household responsibilities. What are you willing to take on and own? So I don't have to think about it.
2: Well, and I, I imagine in um, relationships, marriages... Well, Okay. I imagine in relationships, there's going to be a cycle of that, right? Where you, you're you on the same page, everything's going great, everybody's feeling equal. And I would think that would be maybe normal every so often that it kind of shifts a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I think being present, or how, how would you go about that? Maybe
3: just to get it back to where it was. Um, I think talking with your partner about having, like, what are your goals as a as a family and as a marriage unit, like what, Mm. what are your goals and coming up with those common goals. So if you veer away from that, you can go, wait a second. We talked, you know, like our, our values are that we support each other and this, it feels out of balance. I, I need a little bit more from you this week or, you know, having that conversation based on what you, what you value and what's important to you.
2: Sure. I think we can get caught up in who's right and who's wrong. You know, and you get this cycle, right? right? <laughs> exactly. The You're a
3: team. It, both are right, and it's it's all perception, right? There's no, like, con- we think what well, we're right, and, and I see reality, and you don't. It's all subjective. Yeah. And so if you get away from the right or wrong, like, I do more than you. No, I do. It's like, who cares? You can both do a lot. Like, appreciate each other and be like, you do a lot. So do you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, a
2: compliment can go a <laughs> long way, right? Even if it's just simple as, thank you for uh, th- thank you for putting away my shoes. Yeah. Just, just, it can go a really long way because you can start to feel overwhelmed where every little thing you're doing, yeah. nobody's
3: saying it. Right. You know, and, and I have trained my kids to say thank you. So sometimes I'll cue them like, Oh, thanks mom for taking me to the mall. Thanks mom for picking up my cleats at the store. Thanks. You know, and I'll cue them and they're like, Oh, sorry. Thanks mom. You know? Yeah. Because I deserve appreciation for the, the service that I give to them, and I want them to appreciate other people who, who nurture and serve them, and so, you know, we got we to gotta train them to be grateful.
2: <laughs> we do, because, you know, what with that example, it helps them to see that, wow, this isn't just me in this world, that,
3: you know, I'm right. not here.
2: It's a community that helps everybody. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you've been talking to? Do you mostly talk to women?
3: Mostly. I've worked a lot with men as well, and couples and families, Mm -hmm. but my heart is with women, because I am a woman, I've been there, I've, you know, been in family life for 33 years, been in practice for almost 30 years, like, I I get it, I get it, in the trenches and professionally, and I've, I've, I'm living it, you know, so it's like I can relate to the women that I talk to, uh, because It's challenging, and I've had to hammer out all of this stuff in my own life, and my own relationships. And it's never easy. Mm -mm. It's never easy. It's worth worth it, but it's never easy. Yeah, definitely.
2: Um, How can people, do we make appointments with you? How do we get your advice if someone is like, oh, you know what? Dr. Julie Hanks really hit on that subject. I want to know more about it. Yeah. How do we
3: reach out to you? Yeah, so follow me on social media at Dr. Julie Hanks. uh, On Instagram, I'm on there all the time. Um, drjuliehanks.com. I have a membership group uh, for women that you can join. That's a really affordable way to work with me. Uh, And then my practice is wasatchfamilytherapy.com. Incredible. You're so easy to talk to. I imagine after this, you're going to be getting a (laughs)
2: flood of calls because you're just awesome. And you're so, you're very like, you're just just calm and you're easy when, you Uh know, might be life is crazy and you have the answers. Okay. So at the end of every Um, podcast I like to ask what we call fresh five and they're just five questions I'm going to quickly throw at you and you can just tell us your answer really quick to get to know you a little better favorite thing to eat
3: chips and guacamole in Mexico oh that's a good answer (laughs) Julie I
2: love that what's your current obsession
3: oh cheer the the show cheer on Netflix I've heard that's so good yeah I'm kind of obsessed with it okay cheer on Netflix I love it
2: what do you have left on your
3: bucket list you know that's deep you know, uh, travel more, okay? Travel, especially to like Greece. Travel, to, yeah, to Greece. That's a good one. Yeah, I like that.
2: What are you most excited about in life right now?
3: We just bought a new house, so we're moving <gasps> in a few weeks. Congrats! And yeah, and so that's that's really exciting. And I'm like, my decorating, you know, creativity is your coming wheels out. are I'm turning. Like, okay, we got to order this. And anyway, it's it's fun to have kind of a fresh start right that's so exciting congrats that's that's
2: definitely something to be excited about in life right now okay the last one what never fails to make you laugh what do you think is funny is it a show so my it
3: it is my grand my youngest grandchild roman wait you have
2: grandkids i have three okay you walked in here and you don't look (laughs) that's incredible
3: you look amazing thank you thank you that's so sweet you have three i have three yeah and my youngest his giggle his laugh just, I can't help but break out in laughter. It's just like medicine to the soul. So probably Roman's laugh. That's so cute. Oh, Dr. Julie, I love that. We've had such a
2: great conversation today. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Uh, for our Fresh Off the Set podcast, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And we will see you next week.